I think I know the answer to this question already, but do you guys get on top of the the iOS updates and stuff? Uh, no, I read some of it. I did it. I don't think I, I didn't get offered it. I got it. Well, I didn't either. I just got into the settings and forced it. Hmm. I, um, I like to be on the bleeding edge of a technology that can fail me. It's how I live dangerously. It's my okay. only thrill-seeking behavior. Oh. I, another question I have is why anyone thinks that a v- just very obvious phishing bullshit spam email is ever going to work. I just got one that's it says UPS shipping, but it's U-P-S dot S-H exclamation exclamation I-I-P-I-N-G exclamation. On what planet would I open that? And what? They're just trying to ask for info? I, I don't know what they want, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to find out. It's They have a repeated one that's... Uh... But what is it? I don't know. <laughs> Some kind of scam. I have a repeated uh, Geek Squad one. They keep saying my. Well, you sis- got to click on it to find out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. I always click on it. I have a couple of ancestors. <laughs> couple, a couple of ancestors that might be sending us money from Africa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we're currently getting one on my um my business email that is a spam thing for Chase. Well, which yeah. we do some banking with Chase, but it is so obviously and completely a spam message. Yeah, I have a subscription to Geek Squad that keeps running out and they want me to repay. I almost zelled someone money. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm kind of dumb. <laughs> Particularly Zell, isn't I mean... I didn't really know what Zell was. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's supposed to be part of the way that um, banks send money to each other. Like institutionally, and mm-hmm. then they, you know, there's like a consumer component to it. But like my Zelle only works with, I can only do it through my bank's um, app. I can't use the Zelle app. Yeah, that's why I was like, why am I on this app right now? Yeah, Zelle is, is <laughs> bank's version of Cash App. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a ton of them now. That's what I gets confusing. You know, like that's where you almost want a monopoly in one sense because yeah. you want everyone to be able to. If you have Zelle, I have Cash App, and she has Venmo. Yeah, we can't send each other shit. Then you got to have twenty apps. I went to college. That was a scam. College <laughs> is a scam. You actually got the ultimate scam. Yeah. I was just thinking about that this morning. Um, I'm gonna go visit family I haven't seen in like twelve years, and then and they're all great. So this isn't about them by any means. But just like uh, when dad died, I, I met like so many people I didn't really know that were like dad's friends or old friends or mm-hmm. business people. And like some of the advice these people gave me was crazy. Like every, not everyone, but there was one particular man. I'm not going to mention names. Um, he's, he's not listening. Shout him out. That's true. He's a smart, successful man, you know, like lots of money, a lot of businesses, all this Definitely stuff. Definitely not listening. Yeah. And like uh, would just like, like thrilled me for not going to college. And I'm like, in hindsight, like that's the worst advice you probably could have given me at oh the time. Oh my God, yeah. You know, like not that college is the worst advice ever, but for me at that time being like 24, like imagine then I go to three, four, five years, get my master's. Mm-hmm. Then I hit the p- fucking pandemic and I got 200K debt. 
like the worst timing of that. Plus, like the nature of going to college right now, unless you're a specialty, right? Unless you're a doctor, lawyer, you have like a real specialty. You're you're just not getting jobs anymore, like you did. No, um, I think the biggest argument for going to college is a um, kind of mind expanding one. It's not necessarily that pays off in a lot of different ways around like seeing the big picture, cultural understanding, yeah. uh, problem solving, stuff like that. That I think is where the value is, and particularly in a bachelor's degree. But there's routes there other pl- ways too. Right? Yeah, like tra- other ways too. Most people don't don't yeah, who yeah. aren't going to school don't do that though. Yeah, yeah. But traveling, right. internships, yeah, working. yeah. It, you can. Yeah. If but you it, if you put it your mind to it, you absolutely. Well, that's what can. makes the advice bad, right? Is I was traveling, I was working, I was getting internships, right, and right. then he's like, "Yeah, just go go to school, do the smart thing." I'm like, <laughs> well, where am I going to end up then? Well, like it's not it, in the eighties. It was guaranteed. You know, my yeah. dad graduated in fucking seventy eight, got straight into a six figure job, literally from college recruited. That happens like less than one percent now. Yeah. It's just not the same landscape of like careers anymore. Well, I went to a state school for everything that I got a degree from. I went to a lot of other schools before that, but uh, I thought I would come out with the bachelor's and get a get a job right away. And it took months, and I got a shittily paying job. And then I got a master's degree and came out and got a different, still shittily paying job. Not shitty as shitty as it was before, but but still shitty. And went into a culture where where everyone was kind of all the like management level people were were East Coast or yeah. or Midwest like Ohio because you know a bunch of people had come from another company in Ohio and they did give a shit about my degree at all yeah yeah and my bosses don't care about my degree either I care <laughs> there was a and who knows right because there's a million like typos and shit but someone posted the other day. I think it was on Twitter, um, like a job, a, a job ad, and it said something like "master's degree necessary." Quick job description: fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, uh, no, right? But that, but that's my point of like, you know. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. it's just where we're at. What? It's just where we're at right now. You know, like, and 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 in some ways, I agree to it because like. It should be more on the person's skill, experience, mm-hmm. and and what the person can bring, mm-hmm. right? Rather than what this degree can bring, because how many you know? There's just as many dumb people with degrees as there's smart people with degrees. There's just as many dumb people without degrees as there's smart people without degrees. Like, it it does show your dedication, and you definitely learn some skills there, like some office skills and some basic work skills. But there's a lot of fucking people I would hire with one and a lot of people I wouldn't hire with one. Yeah. In California, there's a push by the governor to drop the education requirements for a lot of state positions. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. For sure. Uh, like you're not fucking free thinking like crazy to no analyze some data. A lot, a lot of state jobs are kind of droney, you know? And so you don't necessarily need to have that, that, that background if you have experience yeah or if you have teamwork or right. if you have like customer service skills like that's the shit that's way more important to me yeah to, like, yeah actually gets shit done i would agree i i will say that i was not i was a very streaky student until until business school until i was doing my master's and i i mean i got great grades like universally great grades working on my master's <laughs> bachelor's i was just in and out high school i was in and out you yeah. know, of of just being engaged, you know. Sometimes I had some shitty ass teachers too. Yeah. People that just make you question all of your life choices. 
because they're so bad. Yeah. Do you have good grades? You probably have good grades. I had good grades, but I had to work really hard um, to be like average because I'm stupid and I work. I definitely work harder, not smarter, which is something that I probably picked up from my dad. Um, and I still do that sometimes. I try not to. <laughs> I don't know if it's bad. Working harder and not smarter? I think there's times and place for both. Because yeah. I think I do too much of the other sometimes. Mm. Like, I'm too smart. I'm too oh. smart for my own good. Hmm. You outsmart yourself? Well, I just, like, find... I try to always find, like, the best ways. Oh. And sometimes you'll spin your wheel or sometimes you'll skip steps. I just get uh, afraid that there is an obvious way that I'm missing. You know? Yeah. That's why I showed you guys that all... That CIA interview of uh like the four or five different animals that mm-hmm. um and that plays like a huge role in how you think right like the cheetah uh is like the one that just does and they don't think they don't need to think oh we want to start a podcast boom they just start talking it's all instinct well yeah. they just start talking like, they don't even know like where it's going how to record it and they just start talking or L- little matt's a cheetah uh is he I don't know. We had this conversation. What do you me, think, Matt? Is? Me, Sebastian, Matt, and Daniel. Uh, we were we were kind of all over the place. Matt might be a cheetah. Yeah. Yeah, might. That's be, what we were saying, actually. Matt might be a cheetah, and and they're not like perfect lines. Um, no, no, no. But for yeah, the he most might part, might be a cheetah. He's definitely. He just a. He well, does. Uh, he's a doer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, just like just shy of actually being impulsive. Yeah, yeah. Some cheetahs are impulsive. Yeah, yeah. Some are very impulsive. Yeah, he's impulsive, and then he gets addicted to whatever he <laughs> starts like climbing. Yeah, yeah climbing cars. Yeah. Cars. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he might be a cheetah. We're talking about one of our members who is also one of our friends. Your friend. My friend. <laughs> he's my friend. Yeah, I don't want that kid as a friend. <laughs> he hugs me every day, at least twice. <laughs> How can I not be his friend? Yeah, you pity the guy. It's okay. Um, Pity hugs. What are you? Um, Geo thinks. Um, I think it was a. Is it the bear? Relationships. Yeah, the the communication relationships. Um, and then uh, there's a fox. The fo- yeah, I think I'm a mix of a fox and a is bear. Is that the organized? I think. Uh, I think the fox. I can, don't quote me because I forgot. But I think the fox is like the thinker, the idea guy, mm. and then the lion is the organized, uh, okay. planned situational whatever and uh yeah i feel like i'm probably a mix of the bear and the fox although the bear isn't always like what i like or want to do you know like being the social guy like it's a skill of mine but it's not like what i enjoy what do you enjoy ideas probably ideas because i can do it alone you know and like i can see it come to fruition or you get it you get lost in your brain with yeah, just can, like a tons lot. of ideas yeah i can build things out that way and yeah. i and i think pretty good that way i think i think i'm creative enough to like yeah. like problem solve you're creative i'm not creative yeah. i don't have that yeah you're you're definitely uh in in the fox or not the fox the the lion range mm. Sh- shall we just break these down because i just brought it up this is yeah. from the uh my relationship org, the center for relationship education uh, lion, it's the quote is our motto is let's do it now. Lions are born leaders. Lions like to accomplish things with immediate results. A I lion. I don't know if this is the same. Uh, it's from the same thing. The other one was CIA. Yeah, I know it's the same thing though. Got lions, otters, golden retrievers. What beavers? No, 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 the no, no, no. Okay. Now lion... this is this is just uh, one method that the CIA. That's what I. Google tries to form their team, and, and, and there's you know, four animals. Yeah, there might be different versions, different versions obviously, yeah. but 
the the interview I, w- I was watching was that he only brought up four, and the, and and the four made sense. And he said you can have success. lions, foxes, cheetahs, bears. Yeah, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. And so, and again, like there's overlap, but if you want like the fullest functioning team, you should probably have at least one of each. Mm-hmm. But you can function with. Is this? Do you feel like this has more um, salience than say Myers Briggs, which is bullshit? And made up and totally. I love these things. Um, uh, I think I like enneagrams. I don't know if you guys heard of that one. Yeah, of course. Yeah, better than um than Myers Briggs one. I don't know if I say I like any of them, but uh, I think some of them make sense in team building. I mean, some of the other ones are just trying to like categorize people. Where this one's trying is like very applicable, right? Like you need yeah. an idea, you need someone to organize the idea, build a plan. You need someone that can put that plan into the community and you need someone that can put rubber to ground. There's a functional, like it just makes sense. A functional yeah. way of using it. Yeah, it's very a, logical. A team of people and in these like different websites that um, have these tests, they do have, I have seen like that there is something that you can purchase for work. Oh, yeah, like yeah, for yeah, a group yeah. of te- like yeah. A, yeah, yeah. A, a people, like a team. Oh, I did a ton of them in like high school and even junior college and stuff our, our counselor was pretty good at them and then and then they would try to even shove you into jobs from that hey this ter- type of personality tends to work good in this group mm. or this industry that or whatever help. it can it yeah. can but you're just like too young to understand at 18 so like the, even what you are right no for sure <laughs> the other one that i was looking at seems to to cross tab over more to what i've heard from the waldorf world which uh is choleric, phlegmatic, sanguine, and melancholic. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Shakespearean shit. I don't know what yeah. that is. Yeah, so the that. lion is is choleric. Yeah. Ambitious, confident, leader, aggressive, impatient. Phlegmatic is peacemaker, calm, steady, accepting, rational. Sanguine is social, outgoing, charismatic, fun-loving, impulsive. Melancholic is detail-oriented, thoughtful, organized, cautious, pessimistic. There's the four of us right there. Pretty Maybe. much. One, two, three, four. Oh, looky. Maybe. Happy birthday, Abby. Happy birthday, oh, Abby. Thanks. This is what we were waiting for. Oh, my God. Waiting for Matt, who we were just talking about, okay. to bring us Enjoy. Yeah, bring it over. Oh, I'm 25 of age. <laughs> quarter century. Quarter century. Quarter wanted, life crisis. Abby just wanted to talk about her quarter life crisis. Donuts. Donuts. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Grab some, Matt. There's like two extra fancy ones. Abby, have a fancy one. Are there napkins? Napkins, por favor. Yeah, sure we, we have, have some over This is excellent radio. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, just come on. Just, just come on. Just be our server party now we got milks we got thank you chocolate milks we got we got napkins i'm all right i'll have one in a bit have one of them fancy bitches cronut dude or that Ooh. fancy crazy cronut there's no i don't know there's supposed to be a cronut somewhere they probably messed it all they up they probably oh, dropped right. it on the way here that might it be took a cronut, forever, eh? it took forever to get here these donuts were probably warm when the guy got in the car yeah i'm sure doordash where are these from coffee and donuts let me shout out the shop. DoorDash sucks, hey, but coffee and donuts is pretty good. That. Oh, That's crazy. He just stole the birthday girl's donut. That was actually uh, obscene. <laughs> Thank you, server. Maybe a little something extra in your pay Thank envelope. You. How's your cronut? I just tasted like a donut. Really? Kind of. I feel like sometimes the texture is a little. It's better. not really. It's not crispy whatsoever. Is but. there anything chocolate in there at all? 
I'm sure there's, there's something. One. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. There's another. No, there's or a that cinnamon roll. Looks like it maybe even got chocolate. There's a chocolate bar, and a fruity pebble one. I can go do fruit cereal. It makes me think of Voodoo Donuts, and I pretty much despise Voodoo Donuts. Mm, it's like a maple thing. Mm. Donut ASMR. See, bass. Eat. Sorry, we're on a donut break right now. <laughs> All right. Oh my God, this is messy. Okay. Um, so a thing I was thinking about, actually, this came out of a conversation that I had with our member Jerry, who was pretty jacked. Yeah. And I and I ask, and this is a, probably a question that we could ask anybody who um, is kind of jacked in our world: is like, what was the easiest, hmm? like easiest muscle group to grow? What what got stronger or bigger? fast and then then i started thinking about that in terms of personality and it's like well what what do you like your best at Mm -hmm. as a lifter as a person and then Mm -hmm. the things that you're maybe worst at as a lifter slash person i think that's a good abby question best thing as an athlete worst thing as an athlete um personality yeah yeah uh yeah rather than yeah just my squats weaker than my bench yeah um yeah more um i don't know habits personality etc I think when it comes to like maybe outside of powerlifting, maybe like communication overall for both this, this bleeds into like, um, in and outside of the gym analysis. I analyze things kind of weird. Over analysis. (laughs) Very weird. Over analysis for sure. Um, sometimes to a fault, but obviously, but like in the grand scheme of things, I think, um, Maybe it helps ease my anxiety, which I learned that I had like more recently. Or maybe it helps cause the anxiety because you're just constantly searching. Yeah, that too. The vicious circle. This brings up another topic of like inner monologue and how some people don't have it, which is like what goes on in your brain then. Yeah, I tried to bring up that that to somebody smart. I forgot who it was, Uh, and they don't think that's true. But I'm like, dude, I've read that everywhere. Read what? That. A lot of people don't have an inner monologue. It's like only 30% of people have an inner monologue. That's what like they that. said. But I, I, that's what I've read. But I forgot who it was. It was someone like smart in the psych-ish world. And they're like, nah, I just don't know. And I was like, well, yeah. Then they're like, well, what do they have? I was like, well, then they just have what's in front of them. Well, Which um, actually sounds kind of peaceful. On Reddit, <laughs> on Reddit, you can like find people who describe what it's like. To not have if it? They, yeah. Well, I mean, why would you? Why do you think? And obviously, mindless scrolling, like the doom scroll, is helpful for everyone's brain because it's just constant stimulus. But if you don't have an inner monologue, that seems like the most peaceful thing on the planet, right? Right. Oh, if you're not actually thinking about it. Well, it's say you you can't have. So I walk down the street and I'm th- talking to myself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have that. And all you have is the stimulus in front of you, and the stimulus in front of you is boring, mm-hmm. like a paved road. What would satisfy the monkey brain we have more than scrolling and fucking just being fed constant data, right? So, like that's satisfying for everybody. But if you have no inner monologue, that has to be scratching the ultimate itch. Yeah, that's the ultimate itch. Because mm-hmm. you're like, oh shit, like what's in front of me is so important. Like what's in front of me is important too. I like movies and shit, but. I can also just sit there and my brain runs like a roller coaster. That's actually a lot of people's impediment to to um, meditation of any kind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mindfulness is that like when you slow down, your brain goes fast and you can't 
pull it down enough to my, yeah my brain can't slow down and um but that's the beauty of of meditation too is that to learn uh, how to let thoughts go i it's really difficult I like think watch them come and go like passing ships in the dark night okay shakespeare um, that was good, huh? Yeah, really, really good. I was deep into meditation for a bit. I think like the over analysis thing starts from me being a very highly stressed person, and then over analyzing everything. I started doing that in college, undergrad, like leaving home and everything, learning more about myself and stuff like that, or whatever. Um, a lot of like self reflection of like childhood, childhood trauma, fun stuff, um, and then I learned like about myself, like, oh, I am this, yeah. which is different from, like I grew up in this environment and now that I'm brought out of it, I see the different varieties of um, personalities that have been molded from different backgrounds, right? And then I realized, well, mine is specific to me because of A, B, C, and D. And I'm like, well, that's pretty cool because now I know where these things are from. Yeah. And instead of um, just saying I am this person, I can now say like, okay, I know what this is. I know... Uh, why or how it's been cultivated by who like in my environment growing up and now I want to work on it and fix it because they're now it's like a I know what I need to work on it's like a fresh uh view because otherwise you're just in it otherwise you're in it yeah I eat spinach because mom cooks spinach right and and I don't like spinach you don't figure that out till you're gone (laughs) (laughs) exactly so um learning that and then I just started to overanalyze essentially everything um, but that makes me feel like I, I've learned a lot about myself and I've been able to over this, like the past several years. And even recently I've done a lot of like self growth because of it. Um, I learned how to analyze or identify feelings and emotions and be less like hyper reactive. Um, and that shit takes so long to work on and actually change, like to make any permanent changes to these kind of core um, values like these are reactionary. Yeah, like, they're subconscious. They're subconscious and rea- reactions that you can't really control. But I've, I've, I'm trying to like, yeah, get into all that. Anyways, hyperanalysis translates into lifting. Obviously, um, trying to be the most efficient, you know, type of um, form equals function. So lifting efficiently is like that's how my brain works with powerlifting. I know that's not the case with other people. Some people don't think at all. So then, is lift. it actually bad though? So say you didn't have that. Like, say you shut your brain off and lift. Because mm-hmm. sometimes anal- analysis is good and needed, right? It's like, are you a better lifter if you shut your brain off? I, For me, I am uh, definitely not a... I don't think I'm a better lifter if I shut my brain off. Obviously, you don't want to overanalyze and overthink things. Yeah. That that gets into and you're overcomplicating it. And yeah, then paralysis you, by you, analysis, maybe. You short circuit yourself. But... um. In the training, that's when you practice that, right? It's like finding that perfect balance. And there, it gets to a point where I do it so often that sometimes my brain isn't there that day and I can just do those motions and still perform well. Yeah. So like that, yeah, is from the practice. But um, the over an, uh, analysis also helps not only with my own training, but me as a coach. Yeah, So I think that's the biggest difference is over analysis by a coach isn't necessarily bad as long as they're not putting it on the athlete. Right. Learning how to communicate that, which like. Yeah, like filter it to an answer, then tell your athlete. But as an athlete, sometimes it could be too much. Like the best athletes just listen. You don't want to overwhelm. You don't even want to think. Yeah. As an athlete, right? Mm -hmm. You just want to do coach says X, Y, Z, even if X, Y, Z is imperfect. If you do it with Mm -hmm. confidence, you're going to be better off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think your best part as an athlete is? Brain. (laughs) I think that was my best. But then what's the worst? <laughs> then what's the worst? Oh, worst? Confidence. 
Okay. I lack confidence. I'm I'm confident in the things that I um, am sure about myself, the things that I'm not, like, I'm just not. I don't know. It's really weird because I feel like I don't have confidence in myself, but then, like, when it comes to who I am and what I think, my personality, what I know, my opinions, I'm very confident about that. Does it make sense? Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. A little bit. I mean, I, I think that's where, like, the culture... Now it's in a lot of sports, you know, it's in soccer, baseball, football, but like historically, I would say uh, a lot in the 80s and 90s is in basketball where like swag came about. You know, people are dressing a certain way. They're mm-hmm. talking a certain way. Uh, they're wearing certain sneakers, flashy cars, like all that stuff is to like continue to build your confidence. Right. If you if yeah. if those obviously are things you're into, which just goes hand in hand with the culture. But if you look a certain and that's why I like clothes. Because like I'm not confident every single day and every single thing I do, but I truly do believe if you if you walk with confidence, step with confidence, make decisions with confidence, you're better off than tiptoeing on something you don't believe in. And obviously it goes for lifts, right? Mm-hmm. If we load the bar, regardless if you can do it or not, if you go unconfidently, it's gonna go worse than if yeah. you attack it confidently. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, powerlifting's starting to get it too. People are wearing different clothes and different singlets and different re- pre-workout routines, whatever that might be, is just almost I don't want to say fake confidence, but build a routine of confidence into motion. It's like creating a supportive environment for yourself. For sure. I think I'm confident in like who I am, but not confident in what I can do in respect or relative to like other people. Yeah, like, or strength. I think, and that probably comes from not wanting to create an expectation um, of me for others and then fail. Yeah, let yourself for them down. Because childhood trauma <laughs> yeah 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 maybe like i was supposed to be a doctor or something and then third third year into college i'm like shit i'm not gonna be a doctor with like what i never thought about what my plan b was because this is kind of like what i've been told since i was a kid and that's when i realized like oh shit like try to break it to you guys like yeah i don't want to do that yeah like i can't it's just not i don't have that um so and whether you or not you would actually be good at the 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 end point job probably just don't want to go through the process of, of getting yeah. years and years and years of school right? and yeah. and the way that that challenges you, you know? Uh, I know yeah. it opens a whole fucking Can of worms. dark yeah, box, but I kind of do think the job should choose like us in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't want the government or colleges to make decisions for us by any means, but it's better that we end up in a job that we're suited for Rather than, because hypothetically, if you really want to be a fucking doctor mm-hmm. and you work hard enough, you can be one. Whether you're going to be a good doctor or not. Yeah. Whether you have the communication. You can go to the Caribbean and get C's well, and still be a doctor. Yeah. Well, even here, even here, right? Yeah. If you work hard enough yeah. and you withstand enough and you take enough loans, you can end up being a doctor, whether that's good for your personality, your skill set or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like not good for society. But because our society values a certain jobs, doctors, athletes, musicians, now content creators. Everyone wants to go down this route, whether it's what they're like good at, responsible enough to handle, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And content creators a, a big fucking red flag one. Like everyone wants to be one because you're if you can build money and fame accessible. at the top. Yeah. And it's e- easy. Mm-hmm. But then like you got the most irresponsible motherfuckers climbing the ladder because wildness wins and it's only getting wilder. I've been watching some degenerate ass content. And like, it's, <laughs> you enjoy it. Though. I do. I do. I think because it's so opposite of who I am. It's a guilty pleasure of yours. Yeah, I don't even feel guilty. 
Because I admit it. I feel a little old sometimes. I'm like, damn, what are these motherfuckers doing? But some of them are old doing it. You know, they're in their 30s doing it. And they're just fucking degenerates. And, and they'll literally do anything for views. They're just and, desperate. When it's just so opposite of me. I think that's why I watch it. Same with like, uh, I used to watch uh, Live PD. Just like the live version of cops, uh-huh. and uh, and it's actually like live, and like I've I've never been arrested, I've never been in trouble. My last speeding ticket, I was sixteen. Like it's so opposite of me that yeah. that stuff kind of interests me as well. What like, are, what, the, what about these thirty year olds doing these crazy things? Oh, they'll that just you do feel- anything. Like they'll go try to buy crack. Like they, they'll do literally anything just to. Okay. You know just what I mean? Just to be able to like vlog it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. To live stream uh, it yeah. or vlog yeah. it. And, and and it's because there's money and fame that comes with that. And because reality TV is boring and scripted that now these people will go to any lengths mm-hmm. to entertain. Mm-hmm. And I do, I swear we talked about on the podcast eight years ago. I said it was going to come to this. I was like, it's, it, it's going to push to it. Because first it was like, all right, lifting weights is cool. They followed us. And I would teach them how to deadlift. I would deadlift. Then it's like, well, now my plates have to be on fire. Okay, now it has to be a world record. They have to be on fire, and there's got to be a girl in a bikini behind me. Then I was like, eventually, it's going to get, we're going to be so numb to the stimuluses of normal shit, it's going to become illegal. And now, like, the degenerate ass shit I'm watching is like illegal activity to give views or fights mm. or, or whatever the fuck, a bum fight, whatever it is. It just gets so extreme, you know? But long story short, I think that's the same with these other jobs because we glorify these jobs. Everyone wants to just go do that, whether then it's like what will make them happy, yeah. what they're actually talented at, what like their skill sets may add to society. And I don't want to sound like some hippy dippity because right. I, I don't think that the government or college should choose our paths for us. But people choose these paths without having the self awareness that you had. It's like knowing the, like knowing what your purpose is is really. I think that's important and very difficult to yeah. find for some people. It is. Some people know it since they're like when they're young, which yeah. is crazy. Um, but these people doing the crazy things, I feel like they never found their purpose. But because this is something that gives them attention um, yeah. and people like watch it, they feel like, oh, this is my purpose. And it's easy enough to go do some stupid shit, no, right? It's really easy because to do w- stupid shit. no matter if it goes well or as planned or if it goes bad, it's great. That's right? my issue with it too. Is that like I they always- don't have to? What's good? I always want people to like deserve their success. That's something that's super important to me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like doing crazy shit is easy. Right. It's, they, they, you think it's hard and it's ballsy. And I guess it's ballsy. But like that's just because like you have no, nothing to win and nothing to lose. It's called <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely can be. And, and and I don't even know if it has to go as deep as like your life purpose. Obviously, if you find that and you find what fulfills you, amazing. But it could be like something like I'm really good at it. Just go do it. And the issue is, is what again, what we glorify mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. I think what's difficult, what was difficult for me, I remember in college when I was like in that third year, which is like kind of late to change your major phase, I was asking people around like, what's your major and like, why? How did you know? Like, I was trying to look for yeah. that so hard. They probably didn't. No, or some people do. Or like, I don't know, they they, they just enjoy this stuff and like they, they get into it. And I'm like, damn, and I'm trying to find that too. Um, but like, I mean, eventually... Um, I've always had a knack for fitness and in college, um, you know, when I'm not in classes figuring out what my major is supposed to be and what I'm supposed to graduate with, I was in the gym and I would help my friends out when they train. They would introduce me to their friends, like who's trying to get into lifting and I would kind of help them out. So like I was that person and like people said like, oh, I could see you being a personal trainer. And I was like, oh, me, no, I don't think so. I mean, and even that, like now it's kind of cool in our space to be a coach or personal trainer. But like when I was doing it, it was like almost like a mcdonald's job you know it was like oh you get your certificate you're a trainer yeah um and i remember 
early on when I was with Reebok, they had um, a higher up marketing lady from Germany. Because um, at the time Reebok was uh, purchased by Adidas, so they had a lot of different Germans. She flew over, and I had a big meeting with her um, as I was like signing or something. And and she said one of her goals, and I don't even remember her name. I think she left the company kind of quick, but she left an impact. She did leave an impact, and I don't even know if this is fucking true what she told me. But what she said in Germany and other countries, or yeah, other countries in Europe, that personal trainers and coaches are seen as like almost pre medical. In the instance that, and it makes so much sense, if you go to the gym and do the right things and are healthy and fit, then you're much less likely to need a doctor for some crazy shit. Uh, Um, So it's like preventive care. It is. It's being proactive. Right. And one, obviously, literally, we know it is true. But then two, she said that they were treated and paid in that ballpark. Which we do not do here. Not even close. I mean, a personal trainer at a Where commercial gym. A uh, Europe somewhere. And again, I don't know if this is true. All my European UK bros listening. You can go to Discord and tell us. But she said that was one of her goals, running the the fitness pros at Reebok. And that's why she was signing someone. She's like, I want to make that cultural impact here. And then she left. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and if there's a country that she needs- threw up her hands <laughs> and went home. If there's a country that needs it more than any other country, it is America. Oh, yeah, America, sure, right? like, 100%. These donuts are not going to eat itself. <laughs> like- the, like there's obviously tons of health issues that yes weights cannot fix but you know the 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 the, the real issues in America can be fixed by nutrition and moving yeah and so I, why yeah. wouldn't we you know put on the people that actually have the knowledge of that but then again it loops into my other issue of social media and what we glorify because I even did a video today sorry to the kid I'm ripping on TikTok but like the kids lifted for six months. He looks it. He's 21, and he's giving out all this fitness advice. You're like, hang on. Yeah, and, and not that it's, like, super detrimental. There's people doing much crazier things than this kid, but, like, that's just – you can't just go out there and, and give legitimate advice on human bodies when you don't know anything. Right. And we should have a standardization for that, and we don't. And we should have some kind of respect for that, and we don't. Yeah, that's why I like working with Gen Pop like non-power lifters specific because well in powerlifting nowadays it's like you don't know some people just it's very clout lifter based and like i don't i i I got into this sport because i enjoyed like actually doing it and now you don't know what kind of athlete you're gonna get and that you know reflects on the coach athlete like relationship but anyways um with gen pop it's just like your day-to-day anyone like I have like um, people who work from home, people who are nurses, and it's just a, you're these people who want to get better and be stronger, healthier, um, and they're doing it for the right reasons. And then they're also taking that on the outside of the gym and making sure that they're eating properly. And like ninety percent of that is them doing it themselves. Yeah. You know, like they want to, so they do, and they 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 say that it's necessary for them to make this progress if I am there along with them to give them guidance, like that is non-negotiable for them. So they're willing to um, pay for this service. Yeah. And I'm like glad to be a part of that because I mean, when I see that the amount, like the 10% I'm, I'm providing for them to get them to where they want to be is like when that comes to their, their goals are coming to fruition, it's very fulfilling. Yeah, it's real value. And it's like, that's just because they themselves want to do it coffee barista electrician like she she just you know she's tired of feeling this way or looking this way or blah 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 and now she's more confident and she's strong and she's this this and that um and like 
you know, if you're a powerlifter, it makes sense. Like you came into this sport to do this. But when you are working at a coffee shop, you don't necessarily need to. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. I and like even the, seeing that. As powerlifting has grown so like almost too fast for its own britches and the type of people that compete in there, just because they don't have like any athletic background, I feel like the intent behind what they're doing is jaded whether they want to be whether whether it is clout based or whether it's just like well i want to win nats like all right bitch like <laughs> fucking slow down you know let, let's like lift for a while let's hit a pr and then let's do multiple meets and continue to hit prs and then we'll see where we end up in the end of the year there was actually a uh i don't know who it was i wish i could shout him out but it was a bodybuilding coach and maybe i won't shout him out because i don't even know what his real deal is but the clip was really good and basically what he said is he's like uh he's like my favorite clients he's like my least favorite clients are ones that come in and say hey i'm gonna be mr olympia where some people love that shit right they're like oh they're so driven he's like my favorite clients are the ones that come in and say hey i'm willing to do whatever it takes to see where as far as i can take myself yes yeah right that and just like, reminds me of my clients yeah. like the ones that i enjoy working with well because it, like they want to get better and they want to see where this vessel goes. And, and that's almost an admittance of like, of being humble to say that I don't know what this machine can do. Genetics do play a large role. I'm aware of that, but I'm going to do what it takes and let's see. I'm willing to push myself to where like whatever. Cause you really don't know. Yeah, you don't. Until you power lifted like really fucking hard for three years. You don't even know if you're a national level lifter. You no, can't just show up. There's some <sighs> freaks, right? There's the Ed Cones who, who just grabs a yeah. deadlift bar. I had a weird dream. Shout out Ed. I, I, I haven't talked to him in a long time. He was in my dream last night. I hugged him. I don't know. That was weird. But you should call him. We had clothes on. Uh, I should text him. I haven't talked to him <laughs> in a while, uh, but he hugged me in my dream. He didn't hurt me that time. So that's how I knew it was a dream. Yeah, Anytime exactly. he hugged me, he'd, like try to gouge my eye out or something. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he, uh, like he deadlifted for the first time ever when he's fucking 18 and pulls 500 pounds or something crazy, right? There, That's one in a trillion, right? Right. And that's why he is the greatest of all time. But even other guys have probably, even me, you know, I've deadlifted something decent. And my first deadlift was like 225. So, but right. I didn't know until I dug in hard for three years. Even before I came to super training, yeah. I squatted five, pulled five fifty. I'm like, all right, maybe I'm decent. Yeah, seriously, like that's a, that's kind of my mentality too. Everyone always asks, like, what's your goal? What's this? What's that? And I'm like, honestly, like I even last year's nats, I got there without. I don't want to say without trying, but kind of like I didn't know I was aiming for that. I remember before I even left to nationals, I was telling my friends like, guys, like don't hit me up so much. Like it'd be, I'd be lucky to be top 10 even. Like you don't know the pool that I'm competing against. And here I am, podium, you know, like yeah. I did not expect that because it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter. It you doesn't. know, like you we talked about this before. Yeah, because you can't control who shows up or what's going on. I could control my training. I could control how I'm eating, how and, consistent I am. And even other sports, and that's my point is like a lot of powerlifters just didn't play other sports. Other sports are slightly different because you know the team you're going against, but you didn't, you don't get to go against that team until you've worked your way up. Right, you don't just play basketball for a year and then all of a sudden you're playing LeBron James. Mm -hmm. You have to play and then get on a team and then do well and then your team does well and then you advance, advance. Right, like it's the same steps and you don't know if you're going to be world class, state class, national class, or just the best in the rec league until you've actually gotten good and putting in the effort. Yeah. Some people swear they are though. Yeah, without and, and, any like what it was showing for that. Right. How do you know? When you just won't get anywhere if, if that's like your mentality. Your mentality has to be one foot in front of the because other. Because if it, yeah, because if your next step isn't first place, then what? You're crying about it. You're like yeah. kicking your feet about you're it. You're quit. disappointed. You're blaming your coach. You're doing this and that. Like 
it's it's like every step of the way if you think you're going to be this next whatever by tomorrow it's just like every step after that and one after the other is just going to feel like what you're you're, what you're walking further away from it yeah i think the the line is you can have dreams Mm -hmm. and you can have goals um but those can't be like your mentality Right. Your mentality has to be different. The mentality has to be based on work, logistics, day in and day out. And, and that's and what you gets can, you there, potentially. Yeah, right. And you can dream and goal to be an IPF champ, 100%. But if you're, if that, if those get too cloudy, yeah. now, now you're probably not going to go nowhere. And that's what sucks, like, a lot. Like, that's difficult to teach, for sure. God, uh, yeah, I don't even know if it, you can. I don't know if you can, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah I'd try to joke and, like, you know humble people you can't really humble people no they're either gonna do it themselves or not i humble myself i humble them by just trying to be humble myself yeah like you can lead by stop dot like pound for pound like i'm i'm stronger than you fools like but i'm not i'm not stomping my feet around saying that i'm not stealing the bar from you because i think i'm better than you like no i'm just doing my own shit i'm getting my training in period like i'm focused yeah every day that's it I think the people who come in saying, I want to win, whatever, whatever, and they've been doing it for six months or whatever, I think that those people are very suggestible by mm-hmm. from strong voices. Yeah. People yeah, who maybe. say, you know, you could do whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. You know, their you mom, do- their mommy loved them. Yeah, maybe no, too much. <laughs> maybe too much. Yeah, I don't maybe. know. I don't know. I was never that guy. As as a lifter, I, I never felt particularly competitive unless it was a fun thing in the gym. Yeah. Lifting I didn't care in in meets. I, was, I don't know. I didn't have high expectations. I just like wanted to have a good time and not yeah. bomb. But that say, was like the big thing. Say that was your mentality, but then you actually do become like actually competitive in this. You could have that mentality. And be competitive in the sport. Does that for make sure. sense? I think so. Like, yeah, because sure. you could. Yeah, but like that's where the genetics just play a role. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And some people do. I mean, I kind of went in like that. Yeah. Right. And now, now I have to be competitive. Yeah. If you put in the work, you end up where you end up. You can't put in like extra work, exactly. especially with this sport. Like that's the main difference between this and, and that sport. Like you can't hang out in the gym for five hours and actually get better. You can't rush the process. You can't. Like, Basketball and other things, you kind of can. You can you can hit fast forward because because you don't get as like literally systemically fatigued, right? So you can shoot a lot longer. So you can try to get better longer. At some point, you're going to be you know digging into cement, but uh, you can go for a while. Lifting, you literally can't. Yeah, you can't hit fast forward. Right. It, you have to have the time to build the build the strength and the yeah. the skill. You got to sleep. You got to get out of the gym. You got to gain know. some mass. Yeah, it literally is a patience game, and that's the beauty in it. But some people aren't just ready for that. Yeah. Also, I sort of just concentrated on being good from a technique standpoint all yes. the time. Yeah, same. Kind of regardless of, of how strong I was right. or wasn't. Ta- like, over time, as long as you're progressively overloading following a program, your strength will, like, like chances are your strength is going to increase and yeah. improve. Um, skill and technique, it's like, that's what I like to focus on because that is kind of within my control day to day. However strong I am that day, who knows? This might feel heavier. Sometimes 365 doesn't move off the ground, you know? And that's okay. But, um... If my technique was there, today? yeah. If my technique was there, like, then great. That's as much as I can control yeah, in this instant, wins. you know. So, um, and then if you're strong but your technique is shit, then like that's the one thing holding you back. If yeah. you had good co- technique from the bottom up, yeah. then nothing's stopping you except time. And now you're ignoring the one thing you can fix, right? And now you have to what break it all back down, bring your ego down to the floor again. And like start with weights that allow you to perform with better, better technique. Yeah. I, I learned that through injury. It's yeah. just like, wait, why don't, why am I trying to rush the weights? Why don't I just like do everything properly now? You know? So, yeah. Good question. We're talking about overanalysis. I'm an o- overanalyzer as a person, not as a lifter. Like the mm. only time I ever got caught up in that is, 
you know, trying to take um, a pre-written program and and think I was perfecting it in some way or mm-hmm. like take aspects of some other thing that I liked and throw it in there or whatever. Uh, and you can get really stuck doing that, yeah, trying fun. to figure out what the best. Yes. You know, That's where like people program hop or coach hop, right? right? Because they're like, well, if I don't have the best coach, I'm not gonna have the best progress. But it's just like not the case. If you yeah. have like, yeah. if you have like an okay coach, you're already 99% there. Like the top coach versus like the middle of the pack coach Sorry to all my buddies who are like top coaches because they are. I have a lot of buddies that are very top coaches. But the the differential that you can actually look at data of a lifter, say we have a clone lifter, intermediate, whatever, and we give him to the best coach in the planet and we give him to a pretty good coach, his progress is going to be 100% the same. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like the 1% difference, like just because that coach gave him a three by three and that coach gave him a three by four, like ain't shit going to be different. No, right. it doesn't and vice versa. You got the best coach, but like you're not built for this sport and do it's shitty. Be the exact same. Doesn't mean it's a bad coach. No, 100%. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's exactly my point. Like there's definitely a difference between a bad coach and a good coach, but between a good coach and a great coach in powerlifting, mm-hmm. there's very little difference. And so for like you trying to hop to best coach and obviously the best coaches in the world are going to, argue that point because they think they're the best in the world but it's just fact like you're you're, the progress you're going to make is so because the variables are so minimal yeah you're just not you're not going to progress any faster with a new program or a new coach maybe a midday thing if someone is really good at making those kinds of decisions you know the mentality stuff but very very good observational coach you know yeah or the mentality stuff you know, yeah, how, how you inter- communicate to people. Yeah, there's intricacies for right. sure, but yeah. like, it's not going to take it from a 400 pound deadlift to a 500. No, you can't mm-hmm. coach somebody into a, a you know, that day no. gigantic PR or typically. E- even over time, I don't think. A lot of, yeah, a lot of it is just based on the athlete itself. Like, um, yeah, it's what you put into it. Genetics and all that stuff, yeah. Or, so, or effort and showing up, how many right. reps you're skipping, how many accessories you're skipping, how you're eating, how you're sleeping. Like so oh, much man. more is on you than on, again, this good coach versus a great coach. That just reminds me of like, I don't remember how long ago this was. I was training in here and I just like, man, there are sometimes, some days you just really actively don't want to do it. Yeah, it's me every day. Yeah, And, and then I, you're like telling me like, go. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. That's me every day, dude. <laughs> I got a bench after this. I don't want to bench. Yeah. It sucks. You just got to do it. I don't, um, I don't love lifting alone. And I've mostly done that, except, you know, during the kind of early-ish ST years, until I got, you know, more, more of my effort was going behind the camera and I would lift after. And so I would be often by myself or somebody came in late or whatever. When I was in the mix of of several people lifting in a group or whatever, that was kind of the most fun, and and mm-hmm. and that that worked for me. Lifting alone sucks to the point that I it's like completely demotivating. Sometimes I like lifting alone. Sometimes yeah, it depends. It, it can't be for too long of a period of time. <laughs> like I can't do that like for weeks on end. But like um, I don't know. There's definitely a beauty in both, right? Because you, you kind of get energy from the people around you as well. Yeah. Even if you are training by yourself, an empty gym versus like a gym full of people, but you're everyone, everyone's training on their own. Yeah, I even made that meme on TikTok just because I know it's a meme. But what is the meme of people liking? It's not even a meme. Like what's the uh, whatever? What uh, People lo- loving an empty gym. Is that like oh, commercial? Yeah. Is that commercial gym people? Yeah, Maybe. Com- 
But even that at a commercial gym, if I walked into a commercial gym and it was dead empty, I'd be like spooked. Especially because they're <laughs> like typically like a large. Yeah, it'd room. be spooked out. Like I, I do understand the concept because so many people on TikTok or Instagram go to huge gyms with one squat rack or two squat racks and they can't get what they want to get or they can't and they're too scared to work in or, or go whatever. to Third Street Barbell. Yeah, I, I understand that concept, <laughs> but that's such a huge online uh, trend or meme I'm like dude you don't actually want an empty gym do you because that's like weird <laughs> like I you... trained I trained in here for a year literally alone at fucking 6am or 8am or whatever like that's weird it's not fun and obviously no. it was depressing because I was right. wanting members to <laughs> come uh, to the gym so there's multiple layers but crying in between sets yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and usher on just crying to myself so like there's obviously different but even again if I go to a commercial gym and when I'm traveling and stuff, like if it's empty, it's gonna feel weird. I want other people getting after it. Like obviously, overly crowded sucks anywhere too. Yeah. But just working with people, I'd much rather have it overly crowded than dead empty. I agree. Well, what did I say before? I said something smart. I think a, the a, a crowded gym's different than a packed gym or something, or maybe the opposite. I don't know. I had two really good words. Yeah. Because like overpacked sucks, right? Where people aren't doing anything, they're not sharing, they're being assholes. Mm. That sucks. But like having a lot of people in the gym is good if they're good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And we have more people lifting together in a group than we have had before. Yeah. It used to be all, you know, yeah. a whole gym of Lone Rangers. Yeah, that everyone's is, friends now. That it, Yeah, everyone's making becoming friends. But um, we would probably not that see. not that we're ever getting rid of equipment, but we would need less qu- equipment if they, if everyone was lifting in groups. Yeah, yeah we have over <clears throat> we have over kill of equipment for sure. Yeah, if you put three people on each squat rack, which yeah. is very normal. Yeah, totally. Th- normal. Then we have room for you know, fucking yeah hundreds of people. I was at like a a I guess a commercial gym. I don't know. It wasn't a commercial like chain gym or anything, but. Um, it's it just the energy sucked yeah, like they were playing real, right? like music and maybe it was like some rock but it was like library level quiet the entire gym was like you couldn't really talk as loud as we are without like everyone else hearing yeah, your conversation weird. it is so strange vibe is real man I, as i've been traveling more I, i've kind of like uh picked up on well i've, I've, I've like enjoyed visiting gyms mm. Well, I don't know, but back in the day, I wouldn't as much because I would only go to people's gyms I know, and I had a squat bench dead goal, so I would only visit gyms where I could really, you know, find mm-hmm. a deadlift bar, where now I'm just trying to, like, move, so I'll yeah. go to any gym. Right. And uh, vibe is so real. Like, people can have the nicest equipment in the world. They can have even loud music. Like, there, there's not, like, a factor. Like, it's so intangible. Like, music plays a role, mm-hmm. and equipment plays a role, but there, it's so spiritual it's the people that there there's too, something sure. yeah there's something i can't put my finger on it but there's some places you go to and like they just ain't got it yeah and the it, nicest equipment and in loud music and jacked people and they still there's something in there that feels like stale right i don't know that's why when they came back it was like oh my god this feels so nice you missed us i don't it's it, yeah it's a weird feeling but um it's definitely like very comfortable here um and everyone's starting to get to know each other more, and it's yeah. like cool to see. Yeah, we've had uh, a lot of members now that are been here over a year. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, so it's a lot more. And the circles are kind of overlapping now. Yep. Which yeah, because really people cool. train at different times. They get a different work schedule, different school schedule. Yeah, see, see each, each other. other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always happy when I see people who don't look like they would in any other context be having a conversation. Yeah, uh, totally having a deep conversation here. Yeah, I agree. It's cool. Yeah, working in with other people. 
you start to see them like they used to train on their own and now they're working in. Yeah. They're yeah. at least asking for a spot where yeah. they used to be in a corner. And they're, uh, you know, after the pandemic and everyone spent so much time alone, they're starting to realize, oh, you know, people actually being around people, not the worst thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. At least not for two, three hours a day. Right. If you uh, you're totally <laughs> in your control how much, how yeah, much you, time yeah. you're spending with you the choose. people. Yeah. You yeah. choose. Yeah. Uh, we wandered off the point, but we made plenty of other points. Um, I say we just put a bow on this one. Where can people find you, Avi? On Instagram at avi.lou. Avi.lou, Third Street Barbell, classes, personal training, hit her up. Um, Third Street Barbell, Sacramento, California, Fintown. 3sb.co for all your gym apparel needs. If you want some high quality in the gym and out of the gym wear, things that can rock in both, check it out, 3sb.co. And I'm Salam Mike, where you can find me. And happy birthday, Avi. I am She's at- old. <laughs> quarter century down uh, I'm at DJ McD on all the social media this show is 50% facts 4% is a word and 50 is just numbers 50% facts is a Spreaker Prime podcast in association with Media on the Obscure Celebrity Network and we'll talk to you next time